Now, you can watch Mark DeRosa co-host the MLB Network's MLB Central with Robert Flores and uh, Lauren Shahadi. And the three hosts will have their own bobblehead, which I have here uh, scaring me on the desk, uh, coming out, which will be given to the first 2,000 fans. Actually, it's very, very, uh, very, very sharp. Um, at the Brooklyn Cyclone game tomorrow night at MCU Park. And remember, fans, you never know. DeRosa could be anybody's manager. Yours, anybody's, <laughs> at any time. So... So at any time, he could jump in and be your manager. So just uh, have some respect when he shows up at your ballpark. Uh, Mark, what's going on? <laughs> I'm doing great, Mike. How are you? Uh, good. I'm fine. Thank you. Um, so now I, I see you're, you're going out to the Cyclones, and you're going to be handing out these uh, little uh, bobbleheads, huh? Are you going to be there yeah. at least when you go? Are you going to go? We're throwing out the first pitch. Oh, you are? Okay, night. good. Absolutely. Is there any significance to it being the Cyclones? I just think they have a great relationship with the network. Okay. And, uh, okay. you know, wanted to do a promotion, a giveaway, first 2,000 fans. So we're going to go out there and uh, shake some hands and meet some of the fans and throw out the first pitch. And Edgardo Alfonso over there and the boys. And, yep. and uh, check out a little short season short season uh, minor league baseball. All right. We don't have much American League to talk about. Really, we have nothing. Um well, let me ask we you this. Well, yeah, but, well, here's what, the reason why the race in the East is over. The okay. race is over in in the East. The race is over in the Central. In the, Central. Uh, the three teams in the West are all going to the playoffs, and and away we go. The Yankees aren't going to blow the wild card. Uh, the because the Mariners and the A's play each other nine times, so that the Yankees gain every time they play each other. Uh, okay, they have a much harder schedule, so the Yanks can kind of coast and try to get themselves righted for their one game playoff. So let's see, let me ask this. Uh, are you at all concerned that Houston with the injuries, or do you think they'll right the ship in September? And I never thought they were going to win 100 games this year. I picked them as an under because I just thought, you know what, things happen the year after you win. I don't care. It's just human nature. Things happen the year after you win. It's not the same year. So I didn't think they'd win 100. I thought they'd win their division. But they might not even win their division now the way Oakland's playing. I, I, how shocked are you by Oakland? I'm not shocked by Oakland because I felt at the beginning of the year – their lineup made a lot of sense. It had a lot of flow to it. Some good veterans like Jed Lowry and Jonathan LaCroix to kind of combat some of the younger at-bats. And they've gotten better, man. Matt Chapman, kid's a stud. Matt Olson's a stud. Chris Davis, I don't think the world knows how many home runs this guy has hit. So the lineup I'm not shocked by. I love what Billy Bean has done addressing the bullpen. He's got like three or four closers down there, even though Familia kind of stepped on his toes a little bit last night. I just don't understand after Manaya how they're going to piece together a five-game series. But they've been able to do it all year so far and, and, and kind of – I mean, it's Manaya, Mike, and then it's four guys who weren't even in Oakland A's uniforms in, like, mid-March. Do so you it's pretty, think, pretty amazing. Do you think uh, as a threat to the Yankees – is Seattle more of a threat because of the one-game pitching scenario, or is Oakland more of a threat because they're a better team? I, I just – something's telling me, my gut's telling me Oakland, Oakland's the bigger threat. Now, that being said, I would definitely trust James Paxton on the mound. I think he, he would handle the moment maybe a little bit better than Sean Manaya on the big stage in Yankee Stadium, but that remains to be seen. I think the bigger question for me is how much pressure, again, is going to be placed on the Yankees 
is Severino, are we worried about yes, Severino? Yes, you should be. If you're I, not, I you're stupid. Hey, listen, bit. right now, I don't know who the Yankee starter is in that game. Maybe it's Tanaka. Maybe it's Severino. Maybe it's Hap. Who knows who it is? Whoever's throwing best, I'm putting them out there. Whoever's throwing best seven weeks from now is getting a start. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. I wake up this morning if I'm Aaron Boone and I'm telling myself Severino's still the guy and he's got 40-plus games left or 50-plus games left to uh, – to prove me different, but if he continues to struggle down the stretch, yeah, I completely. You know what agree I do with, with them if I'm Severino? Let's be honest. The Yankees have seven weeks now to get ready to play one game. They're going to be in the playoffs. We know it because they have a huge advantage schedule-wise. They're going yeah. to be in the playoff. We know that. They're not catching the Red Sox. We know that. So the Yankees have seven weeks to play one game. I would I would put Severino on the DL for ten days and just give him some rest and see if I can and get him built him up. Work on some yeah, things. just let him get built up after that. Just let's maybe because yeah. maybe he's a little arm weary. You know what, Mike? That's not a bad idea. To be honest with you, I think I've mentioned that on 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 the show. I, I think the bigger question for me is is I, I want the lineup back. I want Judge back in the lineup. And has anybody? And, and I hate always beat beating on you know some yeah. negative vibe here, but. Has anybody received preseason MVP votes and had a worse run than Gary Sanchez? No, he's had, well, he's had a terrible year, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah is there any year. hopes that in September he writes the shift? I don't know. Is he in shape? Fifth or sixth in my lineup, I feel pretty darn good about it. You know, is he, is he in shape? I mean, listen, he's a, good, he's, he's a tremendously good hitter. We all know that. He's just got to get his act together. Uh, the Yankees misjudge a lot. Judge, the Yankees had three players. Yeah, the Yankees had three players in my mind who I thought couldn't come out of the lineup for long times. And it was Judge one, DD two, and I thought Torres three. And Torres has hit a wall here. He really has, has really hit, hit a, a wall. wall. Yeah. And he's allowed Andujar to go past him. In yeah, he has. And, well, Andujar. In my eyes, that's the, that's the rookie. I agree right because Andujar, although he's not a great fielder, and he's cost him in dearly in some spots, like if he made the play. The, Cashman was, I mean, uh, Chapman was the culprit against the Red Sox, but Andujar could have made a throw and got out of that game. I mean, but, you know, listen, he's, he's not a great third baseman. But as far as him being steady, he's been much steadier and much more dangerous lately. Torres has really hit a wall. I, I completely agree with you. And the funny thing was, coming out of Tampa, coming out of spring training, is all we heard about Andujar is little shoddy defensively and can't handle anything that spins. Well, I've watched him over yeah. the last couple. The, couple the second of months. one's not true anymore. Yes, the second one is a lie. Yes, bold face because I've seen him turn on some sliders and hit some bombs. I've been a bird supporter, but I, I have, have to, to admit, Mike. I have to admit, I got to see more. Are we wrong in that? Uh, maybe, you know, I was watching him last night getting blown away, and I'm saying, man, you know, maybe maybe he's not as good as I thought. I'm starting to second-guess myself a little bit on him, I have to admit. And when I watch, and when I watch the Yankees lineup, it seems like there's a lot of flow to it. From Gardner makes a ton of sense, and Torres and Andujar, and then Greg Bird comes up, and you look at the screen, and it's like, man, this guy like you said, leaves you wanting more. I mean, he had some moments in the postseason last year where he, he hit a couple big home runs, he but he also hit a dollar ninety in the in, in, in the postseason. Absolutely so it, true. And and listen, he's not been good, I have to admit it. And uh the Yankees wouldn't have a problem playing Walker at first base in the in, in a big postseason game. They wouldn't. I, I you know, I think all hands on deck for Aaron Boone right now. I think this is the first time he's faced a little bit of adversity where, you know, 
People are starting to question the Yanks yes. a little bit. Yes. I look at it the reverse. Can you run that hot for that long? Can Boston run that hot for that long? Same with Oakland. Because for me, Mike, the best day of the year is when you clinch and you know you're in a division series. And whether it's at home or on the road, you have that little kind of walkthrough day where the weather starts getting a little cool and you realize you're getting ready to be the only show in town. And what I love about that is as good as teams go and as hot as they go, we all start over. And that mindset kind of flushes over you during that kind of touch and feel walk through BP session where I don't care if it's the Boston Red Sox coming to town. I watched the Houston Astros and Alex Bregman jump him early in Fenway last year. Why couldn't that be the same case? We're talking with Mark DeRozan. I'll tell you this. The Yankees in, in 98 were 90 and 30. This team's 85 and, and 35. 50 games over 500 is remarkable. The difference is that Yankee team didn't have a weakness. This Red Sox team doesn't have great starting pitching behind Sale. And number, and number two does not have a great bullpen. So those guys have to play great in that. Now, that lineup is great. It's great. It's got and, – and they use their speed, which no one else uses anymore. They really use their speed, which becomes a big weapon because teams aren't used to it anymore when someone comes in and runs all – I mean, they ran the Yankees out of Fenway Park that weekend. I yeah. mean, they embarrassed them. They ran they ran on CeCe because he never throws the first. They ran on the catch. They ran on everybody. I mean, they embarrassed the Yankees with those with and the way gonna, they ran. They're going to they're gonna come in with the, with the exact same game plan. I, I, I think for me, I mean, you kind of give the fact that Sale's going to pitch his game and – and if you can scratch two or three across against him and hopefully get to the bullpen, and if you match Severino up, you feel good about Don't it. Don't be they, surprised they, they, if Cleveland comes out of the out of the American League this year. I would not be surprised if they get the bullpen healthy. they in the weeds all year? All year. They haven't had a ha- – and they've tried to get the bullpen healthier. And if they get Miller back in the postseason, that team could be very dangerous. Red hand. I'm, I'm yep. with you. I, I'm with you. I still, I still have a hard time believing at full strength with a healthy Altuve – Correa figures it out. My boy McCann comes off the DL, and he's able to kind of massage the starting rotation that the Houston Astros don't go deep again. Talking with Mark DeRose. All right, National League. Are we convinced now? Where are we going? Are you convinced? I want to go here first. Are you convinced now it's a two-horse race between Atlanta and Philly and Washington's out, or do you still think Washington has one more bullet to fire? I think Washington's got one more bullet to fire. I know that's the safe answer. Uh, we had we've had a couple people at like when's enough enough seven with with more than a month left is is doable. Who do you favor there? Jump. Gun to your head. Who do you favor to win it? You got to pick Philly. one or the other. So who do you? Why Philly the over Atlanta? In me, yeah, the homer in me wants to pick Atlanta, but right. I just trust Arietta and Nola at the front end of the rotation. Even though Braves' starting rotation has been darn good, and the emergence of Acuna and some of these Acuna young stars, since he's gone in the in the leadoff spot has been crazy. And Philly don't play D. That scares me. In the postseason, I want to make sure my pitching and my defense is is on point. But that being said, I just if I can stick Nola on the mound, if I can stick Ariad on the mound, and this Pavetta kid, I want to see him pitch tonight against Boston and break out the nasty curveball. I just think the Phillies meh, might be their time. All right, Central Cubs. All right, I still don't understand what Milwaukee did. I will never. I, I'm, they're the most intriguing team in the National League for me because last year they didn't go out and get a starting pitcher. Not that that would have been the be all end all for them to win that division, but they ended up coming a game short. 
This year, they find themselves in the same exact spot that the deadline they went out and got Moustakis, Scope, and just made Craig Council's job a heck of a lot harder to try and piece together a lineup and a defense when you needed a starter. And they're three games back again. And I just I want to understand what they're trying to accomplish. All right. Now, West, who do you think wins the division? Dodgers. Okay. Why? I'm a little nervous about the Kenley Jansen situation. How about I last actually, night? How about the Kershaw game last night? Oh, Two one the ninth and they give up four runs in the ninth inning after Kershaw pitches that game. But Mike, we're watching guys take the ball take the ball from Dave Roberts and through no offense, I wasn't some all star baseball player, but I don't know some of these guys coming out of the Dodgers bullpen. And and they're asking them to close games out. I mean, that's Anderson. a killer last Shot night. He, 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 killers. How do you walk in that locker room and hit and face him last night when you're up two one going <laughs> in the ninth and you give up four <laughs> runs in the ninth inning? I you know what? They're gonna move Stripling to the pen, they're gonna move Maeda to the pen. Neither of them are closers. I made the suggestion today I might take the Walker Bueller kid and just let say let it eat for two innings at the back end and see what we get there until if if or when Jansen comes back, maybe you make the switch back. All right, but. so you're going Philly, Chicago, and the Dodgers. To win. Okay, now, the wild card, I can go eight deep. If I go six games out, I can go eight deep in the wild card. Who are your favorites in your mind with the guys you oh. gave? Are you giving Atlanta, Philly? Since you picked the Philly, are you giving Atlanta a wild card? Are you giving Milwaukee a wild card? Those two have the wild cards right now. But then six teams are within four games of of the, of the second wild card if you do it that way. I'm going to go gutsy pick here because I picked I picked them in the beginning of the year, and I don't know why I'm staying with them because their bullpen has been an absolute disaster. You're going Colorado, start. right? I'm going to go Colorado-Atlanta. I, Colorado's been winning some games, so you've always liked Colorado. I just felt they got a taste last year. I like their offense. I like the fact that they went out and re-signed Charlie Blackman midseason and made him a signature part of what they're trying to accomplish. I like that their starters uh, have given them length, but Black knows how to massage a staff. Their bullpen was supposed to be a strength. How about the Redbirds? Yeah, they're scary, huh? Seventeen and uh, was seventeen and six since this guy has taken over. Schilt. And and they seem to love him. And moving Carlos Martinez to the bullpen. And they seem to love the guy. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard nothing but great things. Well, I mean, for kind whatever of a reason, I, and I didn't realize they didn't like Matheny that much. Like, I, I was surprised that uh, that was the case. I mean, listen, you never know, and and not and the player. I'm of the always of the opinion the players aren't always right either. I mean, the players like to whine no matter what it is. You know, they whine if the guy's soft. They whine if the guy's tough. They you know they whine all the time. It's never their fault. I mean, so we know yeah. that. So uh, you know, so I, I don't just don't always... think that type of ma- that that type of personality, and I I just. I'm talking as a manager. I know Mike away from the field, and I think he's a completely different guy probably than the way he managed. Um, I think the guys want – I never interacted on a day-to-day basis with Lou Pinella or Bobby Cox. or I, I didn't do that. And then towards the end of my career, I started playing for a little bit, I guess you would say, for lack of a better word, more lenient, more loose managers than like a John Gibbons who I did form a great relationship with. And it made the day go by a little bit better. But 
these these young this younger generation they want to be able to interact with their skipper kind of like Alex Cora they don't want it to be someone that they feel is unapproachable and uh, can't walk into the office. Interesting. Now, I don't know if Matheny gave that impression, but everything I read says that that was the impression that was given. You know, so they're playing well though. Are they playing well enough to get in the well. playoffs now? I personally don't think so. I think they started a little late. I don't trust, again, I don't trust their defense. I don't trust their bullpen. Uh, asking a lot. I think Milwaukee's a better team this year than they are, but and I never who, put the St. Louis card uh, is, you, is Martinez lock MVP, or does Betts have a chance to unseat him for the MVP? I think Betts has a chance to unseat him. See, but I'm different. I'm a guy who thinks the MVP does not have to go to the guy with the best numbers, even though it potentially is J.D. Martinez. I just think... He's changed and allowed Mookie to flourish in that leadoff spot. We were asking Mookie to hit 3-4 last year, and it put a lot of lot of pressure on him and asked him to do things he didn't want to do. You put J.D. in that lineup, and everyone, you know, everyone said this is the perfect fit for Boston. Well, I mean, good God, I didn't think we thought he was going to do do what he's doing. So for me, he's the guy right now. And, and we had to argue. And who wins the NL? Uh, who wins oh, the yeah. NL? You think Baez? I certainly think Baez is up there. I certainly think Freddie Freeman and Nick Markakis might cancel each other out there. Um, I no would go. I would go with. I would go with. I would give it to Freddie Freeman because really would. I think he's that good a player, and I think he makes that team. I think, I think. That. I think he completely made. I, I think that team would but, fall but apart again, without Freddie Freeman. There. He's been there. He's been, he's been there through the lean years and. It's kind of taken the emergence of something. Oh, it has. They had to put some talent around him, but he's still the guy on that team. He's still the guy that scares you in the big spot. Baez Baez stands out to me because Rizzo scuffled the majority early part of the season. Bryant's been down. There's kind of been a flux in how Joe Madden likes to use his lineup. But Baez is sitting strong, driven in a bunch of huge runs, hit some big homers. He, he, He might steal it. He could, and I'll give you a – well, you know, Carpenter doesn't have enough RBIs, but if he gets some more RBIs considering what he's done in the second half, he could be a candidate. And Yeah, and if, if they keep playing the way they're playing and make some serious noise. I mean, he, might, if, if, he winds up with a, if he winds up with an OPS over one and, you know, he gets his RBI total up, he could wind up winning it. That's my argument, though. John Carlo, last place or next to last place last year, 59 homers. Yeah, he's probably the best offensive player in the game, but does that make you the most valuable? All right, would you change your teams now are you, uh, from the start of the season, or are you going with the same team? No, I'm staying with Houston, L.A. until someone on un- Are it. you worried about Houston's injuries? Yeah, I'm, I, I'm worried about it, but I, I kind of like the calm before the storm. I, I, I feel like as tough as things have gone, I don't, as tough as things have gone for them, I think they write the ship in time to kind of win the division. I didn't like the Ozuna. That that was that was. They didn't need that, in my opinion. All right, you. Uh, you we're talking about Mark DeRosa. He will be out at uh, the Cyclones uh, when they give away two thousand uh, bobbleheads. Uh, to the first 2,000 people, and then the first 2,001 to 3,000, they get two of each. Uh, they get two of these instead of one. Can you pick me out uh, yet? No, yeah, I can. Now, here's the thing. 
does it does this look like you in your estimation? Yes. Does it look <laughs> like Lauren Shahadi? Lauren was the toughest one. I think she, they does she does she th- is she happy with hers? Lauren's happy with it. The she problem is. is is Lauren normally wears her hair down and right. for construction of the bobblehead that wasn't an option. So oh, okay, you had to have I a hair up in the bobblehead. I was not aware of that. You had to have the hair up in gotcha. the bobblehead. Gotcha. So the bobble in the bobblehead the hair has to be up in a bun <laughs> if you're going to have Oh, gotcha. Okay, I didn't that, that's bobblehead lore. I wasn't aware of that, okay? And the guy on the right, does he have uh, Flores is he happy with his bobblehead? He's happy with it. He is. Yeah. So you're all happy with your bobbleheads. We're great. It's okay. our first bobblehead as, as, uh, as a show. We're ecstatic. That is it. great. Congratulations on that. You know that? <laughs> and really, it's wonderful. You have a bobblehead? Right? I never, never, never no. have had one. Zero. I would never yeah. allow one. Hey, one thing I want to say to you real quick. What's that? You were, you were taking questions yesterday. Yes. And... Uh, they were talking about Steph Curry playing golf, and yes. he took a shot at my boy Smoltz. I didn't take a Smoltz. I did not take a shot at Smoltz. <laughs> what I said was, ask Smoltz. Smoltz is a great golfer, and when he went out on the senior tour to compete, what happened? He got eaten he got alive. 85. He got eaten yeah. alive. My point is, when people think that you can go out and hit the ball and play golf where they put the pins on those courses for those pros, you are out of line. You can't. Absolutely. He said to me, I played with him. Soon after that, and he said, he said, Dero, if you're not in a fairway, minimum bogey. Minimum bogey. And not only that, if you missed your mark on the green by uh, yep. by one yard, you are getting in trouble on the green. Think about it when we play. Weakness, Think about when one. we play and we hit the ball on the green, we're happy. Okay? Yep. If you hit the ball one yard from where you're supposed to, the way they put the pins when they play, it's trouble. You'll wind up down the gully somewhere and get a seven. But I, here's one thing. Every part of your game. Listen, one thing that I tell people all the time that I've learned through all these years is how, and I told my kids this, they'll say, oh, dad, uh, you know, you t- typical kids, you take them to the game. They're like, dad, I don't know who that player is. I mean, I want to meet, you know, the big star. You know what I mean? I say, do you yeah. realize how good when I've taken them on the field I, and I go take them up to the 25th player and say, do you realize how great this guy is to be here? How talented he is to be here when you're the 25th, as you know, you, you were a player. You guys to get there are so good. It's ridiculous just to get there. And the guys in each sport, to think anyone can walk into their sport if, as someone who has not lived their sport and compete yeah. is stupid. That's all it is. It's dumb. Can, and people I, I think can, they can I do it in golf agree. because it's golf. They can't do it. Just like that would be like, oh, Michael Jordan, he was going to play baseball. I told everybody he was going to hit 150. <laughs> Michael Jordan's one of the great, is one of the greatest athletes in the world. He's also a basketball player. He's not a baseball player. You couldn't play in the NBA. Okay, he can't play in your game. I'm with you. It, it, it's it's kind of, it's made him a better golfer. He goes because it, it, it's humbled me so much that I want it even more now. And I have great cool respect thing. for Smoltz. Smoltz is a great golfer, and he found out something else that those guys aren't great. They're so far past great. It's ridiculous to be it's just the hours. The hours. People don't see the stuff you do when when no one's around. The hours. Listen, I was I was I was sitting with Joe LaCava once, who I know very well, who's coming and done this show with me many times, who's 
Tiger Woods is caddy now. He was Freddie Couples' caddy. Yeah. And I said, Joey, how precise do you have to be with Freddie? And he'd go, well, I'll give you an idea, Mike. I would say, Freddie, it's 161 and a quarter. I said, get out. He goes, no, I'd say it's 161 and a quarter and you want to spin it. Think about that. 161 and a quarter. And then if they don't hit that number, they turn to their caddy like it's there. I mean, ball. think about it. You don't even say, oh, it's about 160, 165. 161 and a quarter. <laughs> Give me With a break. On it. Give me a, I said, you could tell me he can hit at 160 and 161. He goes, oh, yeah, definitely. I said, get oh, out of here. Think about that for a second. I understand it's Fred Couples, but think about Tiger Woods. You tell him it's 171 with a little spin. I mean, they hit it 171. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome to see him back in contention. Amazing what he did. And my not, my not that was not a shot at Smoltz. That was basically saying, go ask Smoltz how easy it is. He told me to give you some grief. Well, tell him that, explain to him what I was doing was telling him that something that I bet you he found out in a hurry, you can't go play somebody else's sport. It's too hard. (laughs) And Curry would go out and shoot the same 83 he shot. That's my point. Yeah, they set the course up so hard. So hard. to To be Mike, one of my good buddies in the world is Gary Woodland. Yep. Met him about 10 years ago. We hit it off. We play a ton of golf. And how good is he? Oh, and he hits it a I mile. Even, I don't even want to play. Don't and he play. hits it. And he hits it a mile. Woodland hits it a mile, and he got to walk next to Tiger Woods Sunday at the PGA. And he and played I, well. He played well. He did. He that was an intim- and that was a tough thing for him to play in that with those crowds and with the, everybody rooting for Tiger. That was not an easy yep. thing for him to do to play. That was a great experience, I'm sure. He probably awesome. tell you some stories about what went on there that day. I can't wait to hear hitting the ball in front of a hundred cameras. You know, all clicking as soon as you hit the ball. I mean, you know how Tiger is. Tiger walks with 100 cameras following him. Yep. It's a whole different world when you're with him in his two. And when you're in his duo, it's a whole different world. Completely. Absolutely. So tell Smoltz I wasn't getting on him. I was just making a you point. Got it. I was making a point. And listen, I, I didn't expect him to play well when he went there. I really didn't. I think it's too hard to switch sports. I think when anybody, I've never seen anybody go to anybody else's sport and play well. I thought he was going – I called him that night, and I thought he was not going to answer. I thought, man, he's going to be frustrated, upset, disappointed, embarrassed, whatever. He picked up the phone. D-Roll wasn't experienced. Yeah, I got exposed. I got a lot to work on. I didn't hit the ball terrible. But if you're in the rough, it's not like, hey, I'm in the rough. I'm 200 yards. Let me hit a six iron or a five iron nope. and get it up to the green. He's like, you can't advance it. Can't advance it, and then when you don't, and then if you ever hit that on the green out of the rough, it's going right off the green anyway. Yeah, it's a yeah, whole different crazy. world. You know that it just is, and that's the same thing for you guys. If anyone said to me, "Oh, I'm going to go play major league baseball," yeah, you'll go up there and you'll hit 120. That's what you'll do. I wish, I wish every fan in the stands had the opportunity to come out and to just stand in the box. Oh my God, Mariano, Mariano Rivera. How about Chapman? Or, or how about Chapman? I, I always say that Mariano Rivera was the most wake up moment for me in the big leagues. Really? Because when he threw, yeah, because you watched him warm up and you're like, oh, I can get to this guy. It doesn't look like it's hot like Chapman. Right. And then it's on you. Well, it it starts at your rib cage, so you like close your eyes like you're going to get pelted in the ribs, and next thing you know, the umpire's calling a strike. 
Unbelievable. Yeah, that's why, it wor- that's why it worked for all those years, right? Exactly. Maddox did the same thing to the lefties, right? With that thing, he'd throw it right on. It looked to like it was going to hit him. Yeah, at the front hip. Yeah, it looked like it was going to hit him, and, and it went over the plate. that and see you later. Absolutely. Good to talk to you. Enjoy see your man, bobblehead Mike. day. Here we go. Enjoy it. Have fun. I will. Okay. Big day. See you later. All right, take Mark DeRosa back after this.